0: Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka.
1: This is Pure Opelka
0: with Mike Opelka.
1: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: It is a Wednesday here on the Blaze Radio Network, and uh, much is uh, happening today. (laughs) Much to discuss. Following up on yesterday's discussions, but also some of the typical things we get to on this show, some of the different and more diverse things we want to get into on this show. Uh, I I have a couple of things I I hope to bring to your attention today. Of course, our our friend Dr. Jorge will be joining us. Our buddy Dr. Jorge Rodriguez, uh, you know, he he loves to give us the... um, The Perspective on Common Sense Health. And so we're going to talk to him. He's been on an adventure uh, trying to lose weight. And he's doing it real publicly, so we'll get to that. Uh, Yesterday we were scheduled to introduce you to a a person I've just recently connected with. Her name, uh, well, I'll reveal her name when we get her on next hour. She goes by Conservative Mama. And if you've visited the YouTube channel or seen her online on Conservative Mama, then you know what I'm talking about. But she's someone I think is uh, kind of a fascinating voice. Uh, You heard Brian Lilly with Glenn, if you were listening to Glenn's show, and I'm glad to see that Glenn put the considerable power of his broadcasting blowtorch behind the efforts of Brian Lilly to try and get uh, support for the family, the survivors of the American special ops soldier, Delta Force member, who was killed by that Canadian-born terrorist. I don't want to give the guy any love and light to his name. So uh, if you missed it, uh, it's it's on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. from me, it's also on Google Play Music, and it's also on The Blaze. You can hear Brian Lilly explain the story and what, what he's trying to do with it. So um, I want to keep pushing that. He's got about 27 days left to to try and raise the money that he's hoping to raise to give to the family. Canadians trying to help an American. A really cool thing. Many different strange things, as I mentioned, going on today in the world, Uh, not not the least of which is the ongoing discussion of Donald Trump Jr. Most people have uh, been familiar with the story but there are some different twists and turns on it it was happening kind of concurrently with yesterday's show just before the show the emails were released and so we went through them and we talked about the speculation of what they mean and apparently collusion collusion is is not illegal however i find it quite questionable uh, the the campaign finance laws. Some are speculating could be interpreted to say that that uh, Donald Trump Jr. could be in trouble because he was trying to trade for something of value with a foreign entity. I, I could see that. There was also there was also some speculation about Donald Trump Jr. Um, that he may have forwarded this email, or someone may have forwarded the email to the candidate at the time now president. And if that's the case that's going to be a problem. So we we will have to see. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing we're going to have this story around for quite a while. And why do I say that? Because after about 12 hours of not saying anything after about 12 hours of silence the usual suspects jumped forward. Of course I'm talking about Lucky Chucky Schumer leading the, um, the minority in the Senate and having this to say. The emails are the end of the idea pushed by the administration and the president that there is absolutely no evidence of intent to coordinate or collude. Well, maybe not quite that cut and dried, Senator. Chuck Schumer had more to say. We need Donald Trump Jr. and other campaign associates To turn over any and all documents and electronic communications that investigators ask for. And we need public testimony under oath. Yeah, I think we're going to get that. Robert Mueller has said he intends to do that. And I'm betting the Senate will do it. The only thing I'm waiting for Chuck Schumer to say, because this is ultimately what is at the end of all of this. That they want the tax returns. That's truly what's at the end of all of this. And you, uh, just keep an eye out, keep an eye out for that request, because that request has to be coming soon. Schumer or Senator Coons or Nancy Pelosi, uh, any one of them will soon be calling for the tax returns. They haven't heard it yet or I haven't heard it yet. But uh, let's let's just say uh, I could put good money down and anticipate that that would be coming up. Yeah. I think so, but uh, the guy that that echoed my anger on this is the guy who echoes my anger on most things, and that is uh, Trey Gowdy. Congressman Gowdy, why are you not running for higher office? I I think this I just appreciate him so much. But here was Gowdy's take on it. He wrapped it all up in 44 seconds. And uh, I I think he deserves a pat on the back for the, the clarity he has brought to this. Yeah, I'm covered on
1: three levels. Number one, the legal uh, level, uh, but I think that's Bob Mueller's lane. Uh, The political level, Martha, here we are beginning another week, this one in July, with a new revelation about Russia. And then the third, which is more of a medical issue, is the amnesia of people that are in the Trump orbit. Someone close to the president needs to get everyone connected with that campaign in a room. And say from the time you saw Dr. Javago until the moment you <laughs> until the moment you drank vodka with a guy named Boris, you list every single one of those and we're gonna turn them over to the special counsel because this drip
2: drip drip is undermining the credibility of this administration. And therein lies my anger, my disgust, my problem, my issue, my number one issue, credibility. And if the credibility has been undermined, guess what happens? The agenda is sidelined. And that therein lies the key issue for me. We now have, six months into this administration, an administration that has been hobbled by its own hand, an administration that had, had uh, Donald Trump Jr. done what Bill O'Reilly said two days ago, had he brought this out three months ago, we probably would have been in front of this and over it. But now, because it came out in four different stages, now it just appears to be nefarious. Now it appears to be suspicious whether or not there's any real problem there. Now it appears to be a a situation where, as many others have made a similar argument, this is kind of like breaking into a house and then not finding anything there you wanted to steal, so you left and don't think you should be charged with a crime. You intended to go in and commit a crime. You intended to go in and take something, but you didn't find it. You still you still were there. Now, I know many of you who are always Trumpers are going to really take exception with me on this. I know there are many of you who will never, ever want to question the president. I'm sorry. There, there are no perfect creatures here. And there are no people that, on this earth, who are given a free pass just because, oh, they're the president now. Respect the office, but also expect the person holding that office to respect the office. I want my president to be worthy of the title president. And at this point, based on all the stuff that's here, there, there is, what's the term in civil court? A preponderance of the evidence. It doesn't have to be beyond reasonable doubt. It just has to be a preponderance of the evidence. And right now, the Trump family is causing me to have some agita. I really... I. I, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, you, you're not helping. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yesterday on another press conference, audio-only press conference, gave us a very brief statement from the president.
3: I have a quick uh, statement that I'll read from the president. Um, my son is a high-quality high person, and I applaud his transparency. And beyond that, uh, I'm going to have to refer to everything on this
1: matter to John Jr.'s counsel and outside counsel and won't have anything else to add beyond that today.
2: That's it. That's the president's only statement on it. My son's a high-quality person, and I respect his transparency, except his transparency had the legitimacy of a hostage tape. His transparency had the credibility of, of someone who's Got a knife to their throat and is told to apologize. Had Donald Trump Jr. not released those those emails yesterday, when he did, they were coming out from somewhere, maybe multiple sources, maybe multiple leaks. and I know we should be mad at the leaks but but there's a bigger problem here, and it to me it I can excuse the neophyte. Donald Trump Jr. I can excuse Kushner. I can't excuse Manafort. I, a liberal friend of mine brought up a really interesting point just before the show started, because I've been texting back and forth and in a couple of little Twitter spin outs. And one of my liberal, liberal friends said, um, this really is a big problem. And I said, well, you know, collusion is not a crime. No, but it's a big problem. And I said, yeah, I got issues with the fact that they didn't do something like set up a sting or call the FBI or at least reject the meeting. And he said, no, even Al Gore apparently knew enough to not get taken in by something like this. Apparently, Al Gore, when, when he was campaigning 100 million years ago, and who knows if Al Gore isn't thinking about coming back. Oh, I just got to chill. But there was there was the time that Al Gore was given the Bush playbook. And we don't know if he copied it, but he did turn it over to the FBI, which gave at least a warning to the Bush campaign. Hey, there's a leak in your organization. We know what your plans were up until this point. There's a certain amount of honor that was shown with that move. That seems to be one of the things that's missing. And isn't honor one of the things we want in, in a leader? Isn't that part of the principles? And don't play the what about game. I really, I really won't go for it. There's more on this topic, but there are other topics uh, that I have to get to, including uh, Dr. Jorge and the discussion of his weight loss. Uh, I want to talk about briefly about last night's All-Star game that I only watched the first two innings because I wanted to see Mr. Judge come to the plate but I've got some, some bizarro news and uh, I have a story about Chelsea Clinton that if it's true you'll be able to flex your schadenfreude muscles uh, at least twice today but we'll, uh, we'll deal with that just around the corner next on Pure Opelka
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Boy, oh boy, I'm just trying to line them all up and put them together because as we're going through the stories that I want to get to today, especially this Chelsea Clinton story, uh, I'm also monitoring the hearing, the Senate hearing on the FBI nominee, Mr. Ray, uh, W-R-A-Y. And, um, yeah. Some of the questions are just so stupid. Again, hold these things standing up. It would have been over in 15 minutes. We would have had a vote. We would have known everything. But there's political posturing going on. So yada, yada, yada. You know, just uh, it's very irritating. It's disheartening. And I think it's disingenuous as well. Uh, But Lindsey Graham, what do you think about my idea to hold these Senate hearings uh, all, all going forward, all these nominee hearings and any kind of these special investigation hearings. What do you think about that as a, an idea? Pretty good, right? It's
1: not the dumbest idea I've ever heard, but it's pretty close. All
2: oh, right. Keep your opinions to yourself, you crazy man. I, I actually like Lindsey Graham on some things and don't like. I had somebody call me and say, why do you like Lindsey Graham so much? Well, I respect him for his service to the country, 33 years and, uh, and I, I think he gets it on Israel. I think he gets it big time on Israel. So I, I appreciate him. There are, um, there are issues that we have to get to today as well, just kind of general issues in terms of how we treat each other. And I want to talk about that. I was hoping to make this kind of a, a manners Wednesday, too, where we talk about manners. Uh, and I, I often talk about situational awareness with this audience uh, yesterday I ran into a situational awareness moment where, um, after I left here, I had to run to a local shopping center, just a small, you know, just strip mall. And, uh, there's a grocery store, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, a pizza place, a bagel place, a drugstore. And I pulled right up in front of the drugstore. There were no other cars there. Three spots open. I pulled right up to the front door, got my stuff that I needed and came out. And I'm in my car and I'm about to pull out. And there's a woman in a car trying to get in next to me. And for whatever reason, she decides she's going to back into this parking space. It's a space right in front of the store. And I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to uh, I'm watching her. Uh, for almost five full minutes, no, no fewer than seven different times, did she back that car in, and try and get it just right. However, she wanted it in the parking lot, and it was a warm afternoon, and cars were trying to get by behind her. Plus, I'm trying to get out, and she is totally oblivious to what's going on, totally, uh, completely unaware that she's holding up traffic, that she's preventing people like me from getting out and people behind her wanting to cross through the parking lot from getting through on the lane, unaware or at least uh, consciously not wanting to get involved in anyone else's feelings other than her desire to back that damn car into that one parking space. And all I could think of was, why are you backing the car in? What's the deal? Why, are you, what, why is it so important you back in? And maybe she just stinks backing up. And she, she didn't want to have to back out. You know, we all have certain skills that we have or haven't mastered. And she certainly hadn't mastered backing into the space. So I guess it's a, it's a fair guess that she would have not mastered backing out of the space. And that may have scared her. And then I started thinking to myself, geez, what if this lady... What if she's going in to rob the store? What if this is a getaway car? It's the middle of the afternoon, certainly. She could be going in there to hold up the store and then just jump right out and zoom off into her car. Finally, after the seven-plus attempts to park the car, none of which appeared to be any different than the initial one where she backed up, finally, she turned off the car and stopped this ridiculous effort. And I I was frustrated. Okay, I admit it. But I rolled down my window as I'm slowly creeping out as traffic has now finally passed and cleared behind her after this long holdup. And I looked at her. She opened her door to get out of the car, and I said, Excuse me? Were you going to rob the place? Is that why you backed in? And see, I, I thought it was funny myself. She didn't find it funny at all, needless to say, and started yelling at me. And I just said, I just want to know why you spent all that time backing in. And she told me, in you no know, in certain terms, it was none of my business. So uh, I guess she was right. Situational awareness for me, too, maybe. But it's Wednesday. Let's try and be polite to each other. And when we get back, Dr. Jorge is here. He's on this quest to lose weight and talk about it. Plus, there's a new STD, the Superbug. Ooh, he wants to talk about this one. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka.
1: On the Blaze Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka.
1: Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka on a Wednesday. Of course, around here, we typically call this Wellness Wednesday because most Wednesdays we get a visit with the doctor. Who else gets a weekly visit with the doctor? I'm talking about Dr. Jorge Rodriguez, our friend, our buddy, our, our voice of reason on things medical, a guy who speaks clearly to all of us in terms we can understand common sense medicine and health discussions. Doctor, I, I sure appreciate you because we've been we've been keeping track of you and your uh, your new weight loss program, and I'm dying to know how you doing?
4: Well, um, hey Mike, first of all and uh, to all your listeners. So far as of last week, Uh, I'd lost ten and a half pounds in two weeks, which I was, yeah, I was pretty startled, Um, you know, and and it wasn't easy, but what I, the way that I had planned it was, you know, everybody talks about the Atkins diet, the paleo diet, they're basically low carb diets, and I started off almost like with a detox for myself, which wasn't the easiest thing, because we really do crave all these sweets and all these starches, but that's what screws us up is the fact that we have to keep feeding that cycle of carbs, which create insulin. Now, this week, I'm out in Cape Cod in Massachusetts on vacation. So oh I have not been able to, yeah, oh boy, is right. You know, <laughs> I have not been able to weigh myself. And to be quite honest, I have not, I've tried to toe the glide a little bit, but I haven't. And in, in doing this, it also brings me to the reality you know, to, of life. And I, that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to make myself sort of the guinea pig, Dr. Guinea pig. And if you're on vacation, you know, you're on vacation, you're trying to enjoy your life and you really shouldn't be, I think, on the super prohibitive diet because it's just not realistic. So when you're on vacation, I think it's all about making better choices and it's all about, like I said, moderation and everything, including moderation, enjoying yourself. When you get off the horse, if you're on vacation, when you get back, we're going to get right back on it. So I, I don't have a scale where I'm staying, honestly. Um, been walking like crazy. Uh, been trying to cut down on all this you know, great wine that they have here. Um, but the, the bottom line is my mentality has changed, and um, desserts are, are few and far between. Meals are usually some nice protein steak, fish or something with a good salad. You know what? Hey, and if there's a lobster roll in my future, bring it on. I'm going to have it. You know, <laughs> seriously, I've you, had it, you know, the next, what's that? You don't want to insult the locals. I do not. You know, they get very, very, very mad at you. If you bypass a lobster roll or a fried oyster roll, which is actually my favorite.
2: Ooh. And Ooh, that sounds good.
4: Yeah, it is good. And, and at the end of the day, If you just change one habit a day, probably by the end of the year, you will have lost 20 or 30 pounds. So this is not a sprint, right? This is a lifelong marathon. And I, I, we'll we'll see how I do next week when I go back. Um, I'm going to be do a live one on the air today on collide.com about this and just give hints and just keeping it realistically realistic because I think that's what people need. You know, if if I tell you, hey,
2: what's up? You've always talked about keeping it real, and I think it's uh, amazingly real and brave of you. Dr. Jorge does these these weekly updates live on a place called collide.com, and they're like in the afternoons on Wednesday. Is that when it happens?
4: Yeah, they're, they're at 5:30 Pacific time and 8:30 Eastern time, so everybody should be at home. And you know, people can text. I mean, text or email, whatever the young people do, <laughs> right? It goes right <laughs> into the internet, and I see, I see the live feed. You know, and and I answer, and what I'm getting is that everybody seems to feel that it is a deprivation, and yeah, at first it is different than the way we're eating, all right. But you gotta remember that the way we're eating is not correct, all right. Um, I have a good friend who's who's uh, a relative by marriage, and she lives up in in Minnesota, and she's like, yeah, but this is cheese and brats, you know, and beer country, <laughs> okay. It is. It also happens to be one of the fattest states in the union. You know, so things you can have them in moderation. They don't have to be everything you have every day. Come on, folks, there's vegetables out there. But again, I want to teach by example. I want to be the message and, you know,
2: well, I've looked at it and I've tried to apply some of the Dr. Jorge thinking of. Portion control, slight changes can make a big difference over a long period of time. And the way I've kind of tricked myself, doctor, and maybe that's the wrong terminology, but the way way I've kind of retrained myself, instead of eating meat as often as I would, meaning beef, I will go to the best cut of meat I can find and then maybe only have that once a week. And because it's the best cut, I can't afford that much of it. You know, I can only afford (laughs) six to seven ounces of that filet. But if I can get the best cut possible and really appreciate it, I can still have that enjoyment without having to be a a gourmand. I, I can be a gourmet instead of a gourmand.
4: There you go. And you're treating yourself. But what I like most about what you're saying, all right, is the fact that you're now having a consciousness about what you're doing. All right, listen, we both know a guy, um, Tom Leonardis, right, who worked with him yeah. um, on the radio show. Tom is in amazing shape, right? And he's in amazing shape, and, you know, he's probably in whatever age he is, like 40s, early 50s, but he, he thinks about food, and he sees something that he wants, and he basically says, you know what, I really want to eat that, but not today. I'll eat it when I damn well please, right, but not today. And by, my point is it's all about having and awareness, right, and realizing that in the long run, it's going to make a difference. So, so we, we're trying to we create awareness. I'm
2: we haven't talked about this, doctor, but there's an actual sponsor of this show who, who has, um, it, it's a life insurance company, but they base the rates not only on who you are age-wise, gender-wise, weight-wise, but also on your health IQ, they call it. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that companies are responding to maybe helping people who have a better approach to life and and a better approach to their own personal healthcare footprint by rewarding good behavior. And that's I see. I think that's incredible stuff. And that's uh, that's a good sign for all of us. I, I know your time is short because you're on vacation, but I also don't want to lose this topic. uh about this new STD superbug that's on the loose. Uh, How bad is this new version of gonorrhea? It's bad.
4: Um, It's pretty bad. Um, All right, so gonorrhea is a bacteria. And I always try to start because people don't know the difference sometimes between viruses and bacteria. Viruses are like simple DNA wrapped in, in protein in a bubble a bacteria is something more evolved. It has little, you know, let's say a heart. It doesn't have a heart, but it has, you know, little things that work the same way. So gonorrhea, we, we think, is, you know, just, oh, this, you have to have a certain promiscuity, et cetera, et cetera, to get gonorrhea. Gonorrhea is a very simple bacteria, and there are 72 million cases of gonorrhea a year in the world. Ooh. All right? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Over 800,000 in the U.S. alone. And if you get them, you can get gonorrhea you know, in your genitals, the anus, the eyes, and that can then go into your other organs for prostate, the ovaries, you know, and if, and if a woman is pregnant, this could be deadly uh, to the infant. So what's happening is two things. One is we are so overusing antibiotics, mm. all right, for different things. So folks, if you go to the doctor wanting an antibiotic for a common cold, you are part of the problem. Doctors, if you're prescribing antibiotics for no reason, we're part of the problem. So what are we doing? We are killing the bacteria, right, that can be killed by the common antibiotics, but what is being left behind? The bacteria, the super strains of the bacteria that aren't being killed. And guess what? They're alive, so they're reproducing, and they're reproducing. So what happens, the easy bacteria of gonorrhea are being killed, and the super strains, all right, because of the overuse of antibiotics, are the ones that are being left behind. Plus. These are mutating with every reproduction they can mutate, right? And they are becoming completely resistant to all the antibiotics that we know. Now, most of these are in Asia, in Europe, but, you know, there are airplanes. And it's only a matter of time before we see it over here. Um, I personally think that the social apps, you know, have contributed to this, Tinder.
2: Like dating dating uh, apps that are hookup apps is, I guess, the appropriate term.
4: Exactly. Right. And both and both the straight and the gay population and in the gay population, there's now a, a pill that does prevent the spread of HIV. But what I think, you know, and I'm trying to not to be moralistic, is giving some people license, you know, to to have unsafe sex. And some things can prevent, you know, against herpes, condoms. Right. But if you don't use protection, it doesn't protect you against any of these STDs. So and a word to the, the wise, it is a dangerous world out there.
2: The little the little viruses are getting smarter and stronger, and we need to be smarter and stronger, and that's the ultimate yeah. answer. Protect yourself. Be smart for All your right. own self. Dr. Jorge, I so appreciate you. Now go have a lobster roll and, and reward yourself. <laughs> I'll,
4: I'll let you know. Listen, if I end up this week... Even or with like gaining a pound, you know, but I'll be happy. Run, we'll jump right back on the horse, and I'm going to achieve my goal. Just like anybody out there can do it.
2: We'll so, check in with you next week. I appreciate thank you. you, sir.
4: Take All care, right, and
2: I'm we'll be right good. back on Pure Opelka.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka
2: on the Blaze
0: Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. By the way, write down the phone number of 888-900-3393, 888 Also, at StuntBrain on Twitter, at StuntBrain on Twitter. And go to the Blaze.com, the channel section. Follow me. I am determined to catch Doc Thompson. If you subscribe to my little channel, you'll get the daily updates with the stories that maybe you missed. Just, just so you don't miss a thing. I also want to remind you, come on now. Have you, have you delayed living your life? Seriously, I waited actually about two months. The first time Doc Thompson and Brad Staggs talked to me, go, look, 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 Relief Factor. Try Relief Factor because I was griping to doc the last time I saw him I was like oh man my knees are killing me I think I'm going to have to get knee replacements because of all the marathoning and all the training and he went why haven't you tried relief factor get the 3 week the 3 week quick start pack it's 19.95 He gave me one right then and there. I have a three-week quick start pack that I started taking in early April. It took me a while after he told me about it, but I started in early April. Eight days later, I put down the box of over-the-counter green gel caps that help with pain and inflammation. And I don't take prescription drugs. All I take, the only thing I take is all-natural relief factor. It's anti-inflammatory. If you reduce the inflammation in the joints, in the knees, the neck, the back, the hips, guess what? The pain goes away. Most pain is a symptom of inflammation. And so I I changed, and I started doing it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I put the packets in my computer bag when I leave for the studio at 4.30 in the morning. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now I'm, I'm playing more golf, I'm walking more, I'm out in the garden, I'm taking the new puppy for walks, longer walks during the day. Just We, we just expanded the walks. And the only, the only thing I'm doing differently in my life is Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, go there, relieffactor.com, or call them, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Don't wait, get your life back. Yeah, it makes sense. Relief factor. And, um, you know, coming up around the corner, I am um, I'm going to get into, let's see, do we go into the Chelsea Clinton thing? Chelsea Clinton getting sued because that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. There's some schadenfreude there. Uh, there's a Charlie Gard update. I have to tell you, Jonah Goldberg put out a very beautiful Charlie Gard story, and op-ed that he put up. Uh, Interesting story of uh, a good story out of Florida. I know after last week when we had the shark that was like chomping on the guy's foot just north of Miami, Uh, that story. Uh, Well, why don't we flip the dart, flip the coin, and the New York City Police Commissioner yesterday at the memorial for Officer Familia. What a beautiful thing. His tribute to the officer is so good. I have to play it for you because something magical happened in the middle of it. You know, we played the cop from New York yesterday who wondered where the hell Hollywood was, where the hell Black Lives Matter was, where all the lefties were in supporting the family of this officer who was assassinated. Well, the, the commissioner of New York's police department spoke to the crowd yesterday. And there were people inside and outside, and Mayor de Blasio showed up in that dirt bag. he actually had people turn their backs, police officers in uniform turned their backs on Mayor de blasio i i It was a brave move because you can get called out for stuff like that, but I support the cops. blue lives matter, and so uh we will we will get into that so there's There's a whole host of things. And don't forget, next hour, the bottom of the next hour, Conservative Mama is joining us. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun today. A little bit of fun. Okay, maybe a lot. Come on back after the break.
0: Opelka
1: with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: The Blaze Radio Network on demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka.
1: This is Pure Opelka
0: with Michael Pelka.
1: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. Third hour, Puro Pelka. Let's start it off with some good news. Some very good news. A good indication. CNN just posted this. And this this shouldn't be under breaking news. This should be under good news. Steve Scalise, Representative Steve Scalise, leaving the ICU a month after the shooting at the baseball practice. He is still in serious condition, but let's all, let's all say thank God. Let's all give another prayer for Steve Scalise to recover. Don't ever forget. My God, what a day that was. And I can't imagine what, what the rest of those people are feeling who were on that field. So uh, Representative Steve Scalise, out of intensive care a month after a shooting at the practice, he's still got a long way to go. A very long way to go, and we'll have to, we'll have to keep, uh, keep him in our prayers going forward. But come on, Steve Scalise, we're rooting for you. I love the initial report from his doctors who said they can see him walking and running and doing as much as he wants to accomplish. So we hope, we hope, we hope, we hope, and we pray, we pray, we pray. That's actually very good news, very good news. Um, some other interesting news happening today. Very interesting news around around the world. There's a story on the blaze that I think uh, it, it makes me a little it makes me a little nervous to even realize that there are states that would permit this. Today, the governor of Michigan, Rick Snyder, a Republican, signed a law that made female genital mutilation a felony in Michigan. And all I'm thinking of is, wait, wait, it's 2017. It's 2017 and, and that wasn't a felony in Michigan? Mutilation? Uh, well, I just, I can't even get into this. But apparently, and because the the situation with some of the extreme communities in Michigan, where we know there are pockets of extreme Islamists in Michigan still practice this and there are people who've been arrested recently a doctor and his wife for conspiring with another doctor an american-born member of an indian muslim sect who still use the practice and have been doing it for years uh they, they, we've had to make this this mutilation of women a crime we actually had to write a bill Apparently, there are several states in the country where this still is is not considered a felony. Michigan is the 26th state to officially ban the practice, according to reports from ABC News. Twenty-six states only. That means there's 24 states out there where this is apparently not a felony. As far as I'm concerned, it should be the death penalty for butchers. This is a, the most heinous crime. well, among the most heinous crimes. But uh, imagine, imagine that this actually took I, I hope it's not covered here in the story. but I hope this was a unanimous decision. I can't see anybody, if anybody voted against this, if anybody in the in the processing of this bill and moving it through the Michigan House, uh, to to the governor's desk, if anybody voted against it, that person should be primaried. That sh- person should be put up in front of the entire world. I'm just saying. Just uh, it's unbelievable in me. There were 24 states where it is not a felony. Just, I, I know. You want to weigh in on this? Anybody want, If you want to weigh in, it's kind of a free-for-all final hour today. 888-900-3393. I'm taking manners suggestions. I'm taking story suggestions. 888 900 I'm going to be able to watch the football games again and other sports games again on television. I get tired of watching sports when every other commercial is for viagra or cialis will you be ready when the moment is right are there any creepier commercials than the viagra and cialis commercials and then they tried to they tried to make the commercials with the 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 women in the sexy shorts and the football jerseys are you ready will you be ready talk to your doctor well, apparently according to the business reports, um the ad dollars for these male enhancement drugs are um going to be a little flaccid in the future, if I can use that term. Why? Well, apparently the the patents are going to expire, which means there are going to be a bunch of uh, knockoffs, a bunch of generic Versions that are going to flood the markets So my other question is If we're not going to have to put up With the Viagra and Cialis commercials Does that mean we're going to have to put up With the generic versions And God knows what those commercials will be like Viagra spent a reported $100 million on television ads Over the past year According to the iSpot TV group iSpot.tv monitors this stuff. $100 million. I can believe it because it seems like every time I turned on a sporting event, they were asking the question, will you be ready when the moment is right? And then the dumb two bathtubs. I've always wondered about the two bathtubs on the mountaintop. I, I can't even get into it. But just so you know, because of this, Because of this news, hopefully we won't have to spend as much time hitting the mute button or going, oh, great, another commercial for this. Can we please give it a (laughs) rest? Perhaps give it a rest is the wrong term. I'm sorry. Okay, I I know, I know, I know. Don't go there. And And then there's the case of the Los Angeles School Board. Uh, Los Angeles, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this report on the Daily Caller and the L.A. Times is reporting it. California, what are you doing, people? The L.A. Times reports and the Daily Caller backs it up that um, the people who are, are on the school board in Los Angeles, well, they're going to get uh, a cost of living increase. And we know California is having financial difficulties. What state isn't having financial difficulties? It's a it's a tough time still. The economy is not completely out of the woods yet. But um, California, the Los Angeles Board of Education was just awarded by the city's commission an increase, a cost of living increase. You see, if you are on the school board. In Los Angeles, you were getting forty-five thousand six hundred and thirty-seven dollars per year. Not bad. Not bad. But now it's it's been raised. You're probably thinking, what they get? A ten thousand dollar year raise? That would put them at a hundred or I'm sorry, that would put them at fifty-five thousand? No, they didn't get a ten thousand dollar raise. You're probably thinking, okay, maybe they got a like a twenty-five thousand dollar raise. That would be more than a 50% increase and take them up to $70,000, right? Yeah, that'd be a nice raise, wouldn't it? If if your boss came to you and said, you've been doing great work, we're going to give you a 50% raise, you'd be like kissing your boss's feet. This is fantastic. No, 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 no. The city's commission on Monday voted to give the members of the Los Angeles Board of Education a 174% pay hike. Let that marinate. Let that just sink in right now. So the members of the city school board in Los Angeles, the Board of Education, went from $45,000 a year to $125,000 a year. We're talking the school board. Now, um, there's a problem with that. Apparently, that's not enough. There are some people who think that um, that, that needs to be raised to the same, same amount of money that a, a Los Angeles City Council member makes. You're probably wondering, what does a member of the Los Angeles City Council make? Because certainly there is important as members of the House of Representatives, right? Because those people, we pay $174,000 a year, right? So the, the Los Angeles City Council probably makes less than the representative in Congress, right? You're, you're probably thinking that? No, you'd be wrong. If you're a member of the LA City Council, you make $191,000 a year. a year for the L.A. City Council. And you wonder why L.A. is having trouble. You're also probably saying, well, you know, they probably gave the teachers a raise too, right? The teachers probably make more than the members of the Board of Education because they're the ones actually doing the heavy lifting. They're the ones who are actually in the trenches, having to deal with the students and, and actually educate people. Not tell people how to educate people. Teachers just starting out in, in the Los Angeles school district, starting pay is not bad. It's 50 grand a year. Between 50 and 80, that's a pretty good salary, right? If you're starting in, in certain parts of, of the school system, fifty dollars to $80,000 a year. But it's certainly nowhere near the one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year that the L.A. school board members are now being paid. How do you justify it? How do you? The the board members say they are burdened. That's the term they use: burdened with a lot of work. I I don't get it. I don't get it, California. I know, and there's some of you who are out there going. Please don't pick on us today. I want your state to be great. There's so many beautiful parts of California, so many wonderful places I've visited in California, so many great meals, so many great people, so many sights I've seen, so many stunning vistas. How can you let these thieves run your government? How can that be allowed? I guess it's going to have to drive itself off a cliff in order for it to straighten itself out. I guess it's going to have to burn itself down in order to be rebuilt. I just don't I don't understand how the city council in Los Angeles pays city council members more than a congressional representative in Washington is making. How does it pay school board members more money than it pays teachers? How do you give yourself a 174% pay hike? It is criminal, and it certainly should be called out. Mike Opelka and Pure Opelka will be right back.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: With Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I know, I know, I'm going to get emails from people who are mad at me for talking about California the way I did. I I got, after yesterday, after we talked to Lise Wheel yesterday and we discussed the secessionists and the plans for some Western states to secede from the Union, I got some real interesting emails, especially from people who didn't listen to the show but just read the article on the blaze and they thought i was picking on them because i know the western parts of oregon and the western parts of washington state are the liberal parts and the eastern parts are where some great great conservatives live barry in pennsylvania's checking in how are you sir hey i'm great mike how you doing today thanks for taking my call I'm 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 good, but I'm dubious because a lot of people also pointed out I went from a story on female genital mutilation to Viagra and it was not intentional. It just happened.
5: Well, hey, every segue can't be smooth. These things happen. But I, 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 I'm thinking about you know, you're talking about these 20 some states that don't ban uh, female genital mutilation. Well, there's a bigger thing going on. What about the 50 states that don't ban male genital mutilation?
2: Uh, You're talking about circumcision.
5: Yeah. uh, I mean, a lot lot of people are just men or or automatically circumcised without even the parents even having to say so. And it's part of procedures. And it seems to me that uh, if it's okay for this group and not okay for that group, that opens up a whole can of worms. So uh, I don't think this banning is uh, the best possible answer. I don't know what the best answer is, but I think we need to think a little bit more on this.
2: You know, this is a topic that uh I may not be old enough to discuss. I, I need to bring in a little more maturity. And you know what? This is something that perhaps a Doctor Jorge discussion would be worthwhile when we have a wellness Wednesday conversation with Dr. Jorge because we've talked about some serious things. You know, we talked we yeah, he talks about weight loss a lot, but today we talked about this new strain of gonorrhea that's coming and you know it's coming to America that is uh, resistant to antibiotics and 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 people are not being smart in their lives these days. And he actually threw some shade on the um, the dating apps, the Tinders and, and the like, for causing an increase in a lot of the STDs. But you bring up a good point. Uh, we, we do not think about, at least I don't think about circumcision as... As male genital mutilation, because frequently it happens at birth, and it's not something that like you said that's it's not given an option or discussed, whereas in the case of female genital mutilation it's uh much later in life and it it really does seem to be a, a very violent violent act uh, so oh, sure, yeah, that's a sure. that's a a very yeah. good very good question i don't know if anybody that I think would volunteer for either of these practices uh, later in life. I just think uh, rational people would, would tend to go, I, I'm fine, I'm, I'm good with what God gave me, I'm just going gonna, gonna to deal with it. You, you can stay over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly trying to make light, so. but there it
5: is. Yeah, great. Like I said, it needs more discussion. So uh, maybe when Dr. Horry comes in, we can talk about this. I,
2: I will definitely do that, sir. I appreciate it. What do you do in life?
5: Uh, right, right now I'm a Pennsylvania State Constable.
2: You're a Pennsylvania State Constable. Thank you.
5: Thank yeah, you're th- welcome. You're welcome. And uh, right now the Pennsylvania State Constables are having a couple of roadblocks. Um, it seems uh, that some of the other agencies in Pennsylvania are trying to, um, oh, let's just say, slow us down from doing our jobs which is a shame because we're the only law enforcement co- uh, agency in the country where the defendant bears all the costs and the taxpayer doesn't have to pay one penny
2: wow isn't we need to learn more about this where can i find out more barry
5: okay uh aside from the basic google google pennsylvania state constables uh you can uh look at uh the monroe county constables association uh page uh it's mcca-pa.org, I believe it also
2: the org. all right. Yeah, I'm going to do my homework, Barry. Uh, these yeah, these are issues that are important to me, especially if they're important to my audience. So uh, I'll do my homework and look into it. We don't want anybody doing roadblocks on folks doing uh, good works in law enforcement. Thank you. Thank you for great, being out you, there, Mike. and thanks for checking in. All
5: right. Bye-bye.
2: I do, have, um, I do have news around the corner. Uh, it's it's kind of law enforcement related, but it's also television programming related. So I will get to that. Uh, do you have kids? Do you have kids or grandkids? Uh, there's a summer camp that I just, <laughs> I just think is very interesting. They're, um, they're not exactly making uh, the, the arts and crafts that we think of in regular summer camps. It's a very interesting story, and um, the homeowner who, who shot people that were planning on breaking into his house got his his sentence today. We'll we'll explain that story as well. Michael Pelka and Puro Pelka, come on back.
0: are listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Uh, Before we go anywhere else, I need to share with you the words of someone who made the move like I did and got away from over-the-counter drugs or prescription drugs and dealing with pain caused by inflammation. I'm talking about relief factor and the fact that I've been using it now into my fourth month and I haven't taken an over-the-counter pain med or prescription med in almost forever it's been, it's been four months for me And uh, it's remarkable Nothing short of it But uh, listen to what Nicole said When she came into the office To talk to us about her experience With Relief Factor
3: I
1: started getting numbing Like carpal tunnel But then I started realizing It was all up in my shoulder The cramping The pain It was almost unbearable When I started taking Relief Factor, it just seemed like everything relaxed. And I'm able to stretch it out now. I'm able to work it out. I'm able to sleep. To me, it is a lifesaver.
2: Think about being able to sleep. If you've had pain, pain from inflammation, pain in your neck, your back, your hips, your knees. If it's caused by inflammation, Relief Factor, the all-natural the all-natural supplement that has helped me so much. It's available. Try the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. $20. $19.95 to try the three-week quick start pack. Here's what you do. You go to relieffactor.com to get more information, relieffactor.com, or if you want to get it going now, pick up the phone. Call them at 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, it's relief factor. What are you waiting for? There's a lot going on today. I'm telling you, I'm watching the, uh, the recently concluded confirmation hearing for uh, Donald Trump's pick to head the FBI. Um, Mr. Ray, W-R-A-Y. It, it really is a, a gigantic time suck to be watching these things. And most of it is because there, there is uh, 25% of it is, first of all, Mr. Ray, we would like to thank you for your service, and we would like to thank you for what you and your family have agreed to do, and uh, you are an honorable citizen. Yes, all right. We've had all the butt smooching we need. Just get on with it and ask the questions. And again, make them stand. If they all stand... There's going to be less of the posturing. And I'll guarantee you Dick Durbin won't talk as much. And Diane Feinstein certainly won't talk as much. And Feinstein knew she was going to vote for him before she went in there. But she just wanted her camera time. And so did that Dick Durbin from Illinois. And so did that other guy from Connecticut, that uh, Dick Blumenthal. They just want to get their cameras, their mugs on, on camera. So, uh, all right, calm down, Michael, calm down. Don't be so, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be kinder, gentler, Mike, especially when it comes to some of these jack wagons. <sighs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. Um, there there were some great moments that were happening though. So uh, if if you want to go back, I'll post some of them later. Uh, I promised you a a story uh, that I had spotted this in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Kids going to camp. Did you ever go to camp? We We were nine children in our house, in our family. One mom, one dad, nine kids. It was camp every damn day of the year. Let's just put it that way. Our home was a summer camp. Our backyard was the activity center. And what are we doing today? We're riding bikes around the neighborhood. That's what our camp activity, was. we didn't make lanyards or any of that stuff. And in terms of crafts, my dad's idea of crafts were learning how to cut the lawn and pull weeds. And that was the way, (laughs) that was the way we kept the house in good shape. And when we were old enough, we learned how to paint. Well, in Denver, there's something kind of interesting going on. I saw this in, in the, um, in the Wall Street Journal, as I mentioned today, they have a uh, junior Money money Matters financial summer camp in Denver. And you know what? I would have loved to attended a financial summer camp as a kid. I, I was fascinated by the stock market as a child, and my grandfather taught me a lot about the stock market. He's a guy who who didn't have all the college education that everybody else had. But he did, he did okay because he paid attention and taught himself the stock market. And now there are 85 kids between the ages of 7 and 11 who have come from all over the country to be in Denver for the Junior Money Matters camp. They spend a week inside classrooms, seven hours a day studying the US, <laughs> the U.S. economy. They study deficit, supply and demand, dynamics. This is stuff we're not teaching kids in college. Every kid who graduates from college should have a basic understanding of economics and supply and demand and how our government and economy works. Instead, we're teaching one-legged lesbian Native American folk dancing and why that matters. We're not teaching people the real nuts and bolts of our economy. Not that one-legged lesbian Native American folk dancing isn't important but we really need to be teaching people both real life survival skills and real life business survival skills so to see that somebody has thought about this that somebody has stepped up and said you know what we need to teach kids so they're having i remember when when personal computers started becoming a thing and a few groups put on personal computer summer camps so i guess this is kind of akin to that Camp counselors, apparently, from the reporting in the Wall Street Journal, also teach the kids uh, some of the usual camp things with, you know, the the clapping games, etc. And um, they play, um, they say they play a game called Sharks and Minnows. And when I was a kid, Sharks and Minnows related to what level you are in the swimming classes. That was it. And, of course, there are uh, Capri Sun juice packs, and, uh, and there are Cheez-Its. But do you know what they do in arts and crafts? I, <laughs> I like this, too. In arts and crafts, they're not making lanyards. They're making piggy banks. So I can get behind this summer camp. I can, I can totally get behind this summer camp. Uh, they, they get questions. They get questions from the kids, like, how do countries make money? Uh, Reportedly, one child shouted, by suing people. (laughs) No, that's not how they do it, young man. (laughs) They do it by confiscation. (laughs) Uh, I I love the point that one of the people made when they talk about the reason why this is so important. Uh, That they say, when when you train puppies, it's better to train them when they're younger. And it's the same with people. So you you hear these kids and some are precocious and some are just they're just, you know, they're going to be the next the next uh, mega billionaire out of Silicon Valley. There's a 10 year old named Madison who's uh, at the camp and said uh, she aspires to be uh, a Harvard University grad who will then go on to medical school and she knows it's not cheap. So she's already started saving money for her tuition. How do you not love these kids? How do you not finally say, okay, we've got some good things going on. We have kids in capitalist camp. I love this. Some of the kids also have the same problems that normal camps experience. The kids missing their parents. The kids want to talk to mom. One kid said, my mom taught me to Sent me here to learn about money and what it's like to be a grown-up. <laughs> I think this is wonderful. I think this is just wonderful. Uh, this is, this is uh, amazing. Kids, uh, they're not just learning about this. They're also learning about dollars versus the Asian dollars. And they have trading sessions where they learn about the markets. I, I love it. So, God bless the people who came up with this idea. Denver, they say it came from the guy who was one of the founding fathers of cable TV, a guy named Bill Daniels. Daniels Cable was one of the early cable companies. And Bill Daniels was a guy who felt government interference would strangle business. So, he's the guy behind the camp. And it's only 235 a week. If I had a kid today, I would love I would love to send one of my nieces or nephews to this camp. I wonder I wonder what their moms or dads would say if I go, hey, can I send your kid to capitalist camp? <laughs> what a great idea. I'm sure out of this camp, out of this camp will come some of the future bankers, leaders, philanthropists of tomorrow. At the end of the week, they apparently set up a simulated town and they run the town for a day. And and I would love to see that. I hope they would put, uh, <laughs> I would hope they put some of that online. So if you want to see the story, I'll I'll tweet out a link to it. But it's not all business in these kids. As the story wraps up, it says not everybody's dreaming of business careers. Some have their sights set on other places. For example, a young child named Cash. Who loves the idea of making money, but doesn't love the idea of the corner office on Wall Street. He told the Wall Street Journal reporter, When I grow up, I want to race cars. <laughs> way, way to go, Cash. Successful race car drivers are among some of the wealthiest athletes on the planet. This, um, this article was originally titled, Most Camps Have S'mores, This One Has Finance. I'll share it on the Twitter As we go to break, I'm Pure Opelka.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka
2: with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to uh, pure Opelka. Did anyone catch the late show last night? Did anybody watch that Stephen Colberry thing on the late show last night? When, uh, the, uh, left's new power couple, Joe and Mika made a, uh, an appearance together. And, uh, Joe finally decided he was going to pull the rip cord and leave the Republican party. Uh, And and he got a massive amount of applause for it. Uh, I think this is the moment when it happened.
1: He attacked him, said he can never be fair because he's Hispanic. Republicans didn't come out and say, I can never vote for Donald Trump because he's a racist. Time and time and time again, they turned the other way. And they're doing the same thing now. And it's, it's actually disgusting. And you have to ask yourself, what exactly is the Republican Party willing to do? How far are they willing to go? How much of this country and our values are they willing to sell out? But aren't you a Republican? Um, I am a Republican, but I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. I've, I've, I've got to become an independent. And
2: yeah, you can see the whole thing. It's online if you want. Uh, the, the weirdest thing about it, I couldn't stop looking at Joe's hair. His hair was higher than Lyle Lovett's hair in 1987 and uh, I actually wrote to Joe and and said uh, you know I, I hope your transition to independent is is successful and I offered him a spot on this show I said these are the questions I'd like to ask you just so you don't feel like there's any gotchas I would like to know what what he feels when he realizes how much airtime they gave to Donald Trump I would like to know if he feels like he has any responsibility for the election of Donald Trump, because they basically gave him unfettered access with softball questions, even asking him, where do you want us to to go next? He got caught on tape during the commercial. So uh, he is an open door and he generally responds to my emails. I have to tell you that. Yeah, I've been very critical of him, but he does respond to emails. So stay tuned. Watch this space. I think it would be very interesting. Also, if you missed the early part of the show when we introduced conservative Mama to you, uh, she is a fascinating young female conservative who lives in the kind of purple state of Colorado and puts out some pretty interesting videos, including one that I thought was pretty darn funny, entitled Thinking of Joining the Democratic Party. And she gave him a few ideas on what it's like to be a Democrat.
3: Totally okay to not stand for the national anthem. It's a baby if you want it, but if you don't, then we just call it a fetus. Hate the rich, but we're fine with the global elite rich ruling us all. You can decide whether you're a male or a female on any given day. Free college. If you come to one of our women's marches, You got to dress like a vagina. We're the party of free-thinking, enlightened individuals. That's why we follow Hollywood and the mainstream media.
2: She's very clever. Her name is Conservative Mama, and you need to check her out. We'll have her back on the show. Tomorrow, I think we've got uh, Billy Hallowell coming back, our buddy who is over at Faithwire, and I think he's up to something else. Whether it's another book or a new podcast, something is happening, and Hallowell wants to talk about it. We'll talk about it with him. Until then, um, focus today, as I mentioned, on, on manners. I really think it's important for us to say, please, and thank you, and I'm sorry, and I appreciate you. And I think that changes our world, because it starts with us, and that is infectious. And it sounds very simplistic, doesn't it? But who wouldn't want to be treated with dignity, respect, and politeness? Put it together. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. See you tomorrow. Pure
0: Opelka.
1: With Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka
2: with Michael Pelka.
1: Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Second hour of Pure Opelka underway here on this uh, interesting Wednesday. I've been watching, during the break, been watching the the grilling, although it's not really a grilling, of the FBI director nominee, Christopher Ray, And to, almost to a person, the Democrats... Are asking for the nominee to swear an oath that if he is ever asked by a foreign country, will he report that to the F.B.I.? Will he tell people if you are ever? These are such rudimentary questions. They're so so simple and stupid. It's a waste of time, a waste of money. Get back to work. Dianne Feinstein has already told the faithful that she's going to vote for this nominee. Do you need anything else? He said a dozen times, a dozen different ways to a dozen different members of this this committee that he will only be driven by the facts, the law, the Constitution, impartiality. He will never go into a private meeting with the president. What more do you people need? For God's sakes, stop showing us why Trump got elected. Stop showing us why the, the people out here in, in flyover country, and yeah, I'm including Delaware in flyover country, why the people out here outside of the major metropolitan areas are fed up with Washington. It's, it's just amazing. Hold these meetings standing up. They would be finished by now. And you guys would be back to work. And it's both sides. It's not just one side. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I'd love to hear if I'm wrong. triple eight nine hundred three three nine three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three anything you want to share i'm I'm trying to get into better, more efficient government. I want to push better, more efficient government actually over. This this plodding trudging monstrosity that has become our government and even if people say well, yeah, you know, we're going to drain the swamp. You're not draining anything. Yes. Okay. Donald Trump and the administration did manage to fire 500 500 members of the VA who weren't doing their job who were hurting the people that we need to protect. Instead of helping, they were hurting. And I hear there are another 150 in, in the, uh, the sights. All right, let's get to something amazing, something wonderful, something good out of a tragedy. Yesterday, the NYPD gathered to hold a memorial service for a massacred officer, an officer that was targeted for assassination. 12-year veteran, a mom of three, a single mother of three who was killed, Officer Familia, who shot in the back of the head, dead. Thank God the NYPD found the perp and took him out in the firefight. We don't have to spend any time or money housing that person. Let him meet his maker and get his judgment there. Let him be not a problem to us anymore. But in, in memorializing... Officer Familia The Commissioner delivered his emotional thoughts and I'm just going to play you a minute and a half of it and in the middle of it is one of the most chilling moments I've Witnessed there's video it's on the blaze it's everywhere, but it's one of the most chilling moments. I've witnessed when the crowd reacts to something the Commissioner said about police It's hard not to get emotional let me tell you something. Regular people sign up to be cops. They sign up for this job of protecting strangers, knowing there are inherent risks. But not one of us ever agreed to be murdered in an act of indefensible hate. Not one of us signed up to never return to our family or loved ones. So wherever the demonstrations for this single mom who cared for her elderly mother and her own three children. Standing ovation, standing ovation. And it doesn't stop. Where, where are you Hollywood? Where are you lefties? Where are you feminists? Where are you? Where in the hell are you? Even the commissioner was taken aback by this. I get emotional every time I hear it and every time I see it. He had more to say.
4: There is anger and sorrow, but why is there no outrage? Because Mia was wearing a uniform? Because it was her job? I simply do not accept that. Mia
2: was targeted, ambushed, and assassinated. She wasn't given a chance to defend herself. That should matter to every single person who can hear my voice in New York City and beyond. Every single person. Every single person. The cover of the New York Daily News today has it right. Has a picture of the um, slain officer's sister and the two children. And it talks about the reaction from the sister who, who said, you should hug every cop you see and thank them. And you should. You should. Why not? Anyone's got a problem with that, then then I have a problem with you. And you're probably listening to the wrong radio show. I invite you to leave now. And and don't bother coming back. We can do without you if you don't understand the importance of that. Just, just a stunning story. On the other side of it, uh, on the other side of that story, I... I promised I would get you the story of um, also today. There are some very important pieces in the paper today. Yesterday we talked with Simon Owen from England, and today there's another hearing going on over Charlie Gard, the now 11-month-old child who is terminally ill unless a miracle happens, and, and who doesn't want to believe in miracles? Who among us doesn't, doesn't pray for a miracle on any given day? We all know somebody who could use one. But today, uh, a guy who's writing I read as often as I can, whenever he's got a piece out, Jonah Goldberg, goes over the story of Charlie Gard and actually shows it under, under a story titled Whose Life Is It Anyway?, with a subtitle, The Charlie Gard Case, shows a breakdown in the rule of law. Jonah Goldberg gives this a, a pretty clear breakdown, a, a very clear understanding of what's really here. And he talks about how different sides see the case. And he and he also talked very openly about the reality of this poor little guy. And what he's probably going through right now. Jonah Goldberg says, if I were counseling them, meaning Charlie's parents, I would suggest it's time, meaning it's time to let go. But he also said, but if I were their doctor or one of the judges presiding over the case, I would let them take their baby for treatment. See what this case is. It's a, it's a really difficult case for all of us to be honest about. And I think, I think Jonah Goldberg's very honest. His logical side is, is fighting with his compassionate human side. And I think from the perspective of a doctor or a judge, for him to say, if I were one of those judges, I would let those parents do it. Jonah Goldberg goes on to say, I see it far more as a matter of due process. In every liberal democratic country dedicated to the rule of law, the state has to jump through hoops to deny citizens their rights. Even when the state knows a criminal is guilty, It still must go through the motions and prove its case. Charlie's parents aren't criminals. They're distraught parents. And parents have rights. They aren't absolute rights. Parents can't kill their children or let them die through inaction. But the state can. He closes very strongly here. Societies depend on the principle that parents are their children's best guardians interesting. Societies depend on the principle that parents are their children's best guardians. It's appalling for the state particularly one that runs the health care system to claim that it and not the loving parents have the final say. Jonah Goldberg today in, in I'm sure dozens of newspapers hundreds of newspapers around the country Uh, He pointed out what we talked about, what what this signals, and it's been worrisome for me since day one, since we talked about it almost three weeks ago, is the fact that this is coming from a place where single-payer socialized medicine is the rule and not the exception, where single-payer socialized medicine makes the decision and not the mom and dad that this is a judicial death panel that this child is facing. It's a heavy-duty story, I know, but it's a story that we have to pay attention to because I still believe if we don't stop it overseas, it's like terrorism. It's coming here, and uh, I don't want it coming here, not at all. When we get back, I want to talk about Chelsea Clinton and her book. It's been cooking it up the charts But did somebody else cook up the idea? That certainly could be the case. We'll explain why some of us have Clintonian schadenfreude happening today. And that's coming next on Pure Opelka.
0: Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka
2: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: So here's the deal. Before I get into Chelsea Clinton, here's the deal. You need to investigate healthiq.com slash theblaze. healthiq.com slash theblaze or slash blaze. Either one will work. If you're looking for term life insurance, if you're looking for a great, great deal from big companies, you know, the big guys, and you are someone who is health conscious, and you try and live your life in a, in a health conscious manner, then, then you need to check this out. I'm in the process of doing it. Uh, we're just about to finish up with the examination here any day now, I'm waiting on the schedules to match up because my schedule's crazy. But I checked it out and I'm looking for, I'm looking for a million dollar policy because I want to take care of my family. And so I went through, I took the quiz. You can get a free quote online. You go to healthiq.com slash blaze. You can get the free quote. It requires taking a a little quiz to see what your health knowledge is. How smart are you about living a healthy lifestyle? And then there's a short phone call where you answer some questions. And uh, you talk about how you live your life. You know, and did you ever think that maybe if you're kind of a fast runner, if you run a lot, that your your fast mile time, your regular mile time could bring down the cost of your life insurance? Well, these guys have figured it out. And now the insurance companies are listening to them. So go to healthiq.com blaze and get take, take the quiz. Start getting the free quote. Uh, we don't do this unless we check it out. And I've had protracted conversations with the people from Health IQ, and frankly, I'm very impressed. And when I heard the quote from one of the top names, one of the biggest names in the insurance business, I was like, "Okay, all right, I'm in." See, fin- finally, it's more than just your age and your gender. It's somebody who's paying attention to what you know and how you live your life. Take the test: HealthIQ.com/blaze healthiq.com slash now on to chelsea clinton if you want your blood pressure to go up no i'm kidding i'm just tying in the healthiq.com story um chelsea clinton put out a book yeah just like mommy she put out a book and it was all about she persisted remember that that comment and it was all, this was a, a swirling story when Elizabeth Warren was depicted as, well, first of all, Elizabeth Warren wouldn't, wouldn't sit down in the Senate. She would not stop yammering. And um, it's, it's that, that moment when Mitch McConnell used the phrase, nevertheless, she persisted. It became a mantra, a rallying cry for the, for the feminists. And somebody in Hillary Clinton's camp apparently said, well, that's a good title for a book. Let's do a book. Let's get a book out. You know, maybe you'll be just like mommy and you'll have a book and you'll put out a spoken word and we'll get a Grammy and then you could run for the presidency. It's all part of their master plan. However, a guy that really isn't a well-known author, isn't a political figure, filed a lawsuit in a federal court saying that uh, the book that Chelsea Clinton put out, She Persisted, 13 American Women Who Changed the World, was stolen from him. This is, this is a big story. Christopher Kimberly is the gentleman who filed the suit against Clinton and Random House, Penguin Random House. He wants $150,000 in damages and any profit. From the, um, the sales. It's a New York Times bestseller. It's been doing pretty well. It came out May 30th. Now, here's the deal Mr. Kimberly says that uh, he sent a book idea, which was uh, entitled, A Heart is the Part That Makes Boys and Girls Smart. Kind of a Dr. Susie type title. And in that book, he claims was a, um, a thing called the Quotable Questionnaire which featured 15 quotes and uh, they were from some, some famous women. Kimberly says uh, Clinton's book has three of the exact same inspirational quotes. And she also has a section of her book that features 13 quotes while his book features 15 quotes, his pitch. So this lawsuit of course, the, the Clinton family is not responding yet. But this lawsuit could cause Chelsea yet another embarrassment. One of the, one of the latest in a series of embarrassments. He said, uh, Kimberly told the New York Post, that's, that's where I saw the story this morning, um, I did months of research, and her version looks like a ninth grade homework assignment. So he's kind of throwing some shade on, on Chelsea Clinton. But he believes that after he sent his book pitch to a woman at Penguin Young Readers three, four years ago and never heard back, he believes it was passed on. The idea was passed on to Chelsea and that book was then published at the end of May this year. We'll see where this goes. We'll keep an eye on this. It's a fun story, nonetheless. If you're a schadenfreude fan, it seems like every time Chelsea Clinton steps out there and tries to uh, earn her, her, her credibility in the, in the world, she just manages to stumble or step into something that draws attention to the problems that her family has had over the years. She just can't seem to get it right. And the Clintons are not giving up. I can just see her coming home going, Mom, Dad, they said I copied the book. I stole the book idea. And I can see Mom shaking her head and Bill going, you get back out there and you just keep walking forward because we're going to get you in the White House if it's over my dead body. And Hillary thinks to herself, that can be arranged. When we get back, I want to introduce you to somebody Somebody I've only met recently. Her work has been around on the internet for a while. She likes poking at liberals in brilliant parody. She goes by the name Conservative Mama. And some of her stuff fooled a bunch of people. It had me wondering. But uh, you'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about, and you'll hear us get to the bottom of who this person is. We'll meet the Conservative Mama next on am Pelko. Piero Welcome back to Pure Old Pelka. Oh boy, oh boy. It was uh, just under a week ago, actually like five days ago, that I encountered a video that made me scratch my head and go, oh, hold on a second. Is this real? Is this real or is it uh, entertainment? And if it is real, it's damn entertaining. And if it's not real, it's entertaining and it's amazing. And uh, it was originally not sent to me from the source. It was sent to me by somebody who tried to hijack it and, you know, push it on their own YouTube page. And I don't like that. I like to find the source. So I did a little digging. And well, let me give you about 20 seconds of it here. The headline on this, the title of this little piece, it's about a minute and a half, but I'm going to give you my favorite part, is The Handshake heard Round the World. Liberals' response to the Trump-Putin handshake. This was just after, just after that minute-and-a-half video that kept running in in a loop on CNN was posted online. And uh, this was the reaction of um, the handshake heard around the world.
3: And then, and then, like, Trump, not my president, was looking at Putin, and he started blinking. He was blinking at him, and then... Putin looked back at Trump and he was blinking at Trump and they were like both standing there blinking at each other and it was like oh my gosh it's like it's like Morse code they're communicating they're communicating they're they're plotting for 220 and I felt so I felt so helpless you know like I I wish I could stop it (sighs) just my friend is just ruined it's just my whole weekend's ruined now.
2: I watched it over and over, I sent it to people. I found the original. I discovered that this is the creation of a Colorado woman who goes by the name Conservative Mama and uh she's agreed to join us today. And this this is important because she's a busy she has a busy life. She's a mom. She's uh apparently a good writer, a very good writer and a good performer and a pretty darn good actress. Rachel Keane is it, or do you pronounce it Kane? No, it's Keane. Rachel Keane joins us, a.k.a. Conservative Mama. You can see Rachel's stuff if you go on YouTube and look at Conservative Mama channel. You should subscribe. And also conservativemama.com. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for being so darn flexible, because yesterday was a crazy day with all the breaking news. We're happy you're here.
3: Well, Mike, thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here.
2: Well, I have to ask Rachel because I know you're a mom. What, you have three children at home.
3: Yes, I have three little ones. I have a five year old, an almost four year old, and a one and a half year
2: old. <laughs> you have a wait. <laughs> wait I keep me busy. Five year old, an almost four year old, and a one and a half year old. Yes, yeah. So we had
3: them very close, all together. They're my little trio.
2: Yes, I've done the math. I understand how that works. That's <laughs> but. So, is this nap time for all of them? What what have you, I it's very quiet where you are.
3: No, no. My my awesome mom has come with my sister and they are all hanging out watching the kiddos so I can get on here and 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 chat with you. So, very well, thankful we, for them.
2: We appreciate it and uh, Rachel, you have to tell me where where did the conservative mama come from? Where did this idea happen and what birthed it?
3: Well, it was years ago. I um In my early 20s, I was out in Hollywood. I I, was accepted to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I went out there, ended up not attending, um, and then I ended up getting a four-year college degree. And then I went back to Hollywood and uh, became a SAG actress. And so I did that for a while, um, worked for some big celebrities, lived in a a well-known celebrity's home. I'm not allowed to talk about that stuff saw the underbelly of Hollywood and realized this is not, not what I wanted to be a part of and not what I ever thought it was. So I moved back to Colorado and shortly after that met my husband, um, kind of left the whole acting world behind. And then it was in 2012, my dad, um, Robert Blaha, he ran for Congress and, um, he lost to an incumbent and, um, It was then I realized, wow, it's hard to unseat these incumbents, and it's hard to to get rid of um, career politicians. And I realized that I was very uninformed on the whole political world. I I had little knowledge in that whole area. So I started just really diving in and researching on policy, legislation, issues, uh, and just took it on it was scary to me because you know growing up you hear people talk politics and it was kind of like uh i always felt like out of the loop and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get this stuff and i'm gonna learn it and i'm gonna understand it and so i spent years just uh doing that and then i started blogging about it and writing uh, i started conservativemama.com and just started writing at at, at some point I, <laughs> I was just talking probably to my mom and my sisters and my older brother Uh, And my husband were probably the only people reading the blog, but I kept doing it. I felt like I was not supposed to stop, and um, it was in it was this January uh, when I watched I I saw and I was watching Madonna speak about blowing up the White House, Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know what, I should go on live and I should talk about this. And I was like, ah. So I got on Facebook Live, and I just started talking about it, and I. And I, you know, turned it off and I probably talked for about seven, eight minutes and then I shut it off. And then um, I started to get a lot of response from that, a lot of views, a lot of response. My brother wrote me and he's like, oh, my gosh, people are watching the video. And I was like, OK, well, uh, maybe I should start doing this more often. And then I had the thought, you know, why don't I tie in my past with what I'm really passionate about now? And that's, you know, politics and, you know, conservative um, values. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start kind of combining videos and using what what I kind of was trained in in my past with my present. And so um, that's where I'm
2: at now. Well, I, I started digging into your videos on your channel, and we're talking to um, the conservative mama is who she's known as in the in the Internet world. Uh, Rachel is her first name. Rachel lives in, in Colorado, and as I'm looking through your, um, your videos, which there's a, a great tongue-in-cheek spirit in the comedy that you, you bring to this. There's some snark and sarcasm, etc., and parody, and all kind, all the things that I look for when I look for uh, political comedy. Because I think lessons are better learned when people are laughing, and I think you nail that, uh, and, and I think that's very important but um, how do you deal with a state that used to be reliably red and is now pretty purple, headed to blue? How, are, are you surrounded by, by people who are, are like-minded, or do you encounter liberals all the time? Well, of course
3: I encounter liberals all the time. Um, I think that, I, I'm actually, I'm married to an independent. He is, I mean, he votes conservative, but he is a very independent thinker, and he challenges me, so we debate a lot on... A lot of the issues, but it gets me inside of the way they think. I think I, 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 I think it's really important to study your opponents, not to just, not just label them as opponents, but to understand their thinking and why they think the way they think. And that's why I love playing uh, a liberal. <laughs> so um, I follow a lot of them. I study them. I, I listen to a lot of like of the left uh, talk just to get how they are going to angle something that you know is so just straight to me, but they're going to you know, slant it so much um, when they present it. So it is hard to watch. Um, I'm really hoping we have a big governor's, coming race, uh, governor's race coming up in 2018. Um, I think the most important thing to do is uh, get behind the strongest candidate in a primary. I feel like um, primaries are often where the, the race, the general, is won or lost. Um, I think getting um, your strongest candidate in a primary is very important. Um, and I, and I think that, you know, what do they bring to the table? What is their accomplishment and what qualifies a candidate to hold a position? I feel like we have a lot of people in office that are not qualified to hold office. Mm. Um, you know, they, they, they start, they start at a local level and they work their way up the, the, the pole without really having done anything in the private sector. And so, um, I often look for that's what that's that's the candidates I like to back is people that have private sector experience um, that know how to um solve problems they're problem solvers uh solutions to the problem A lot of people talk about problems all the time, but I'm like, oh let's talk about how to solve the problems and so uh that's that's you know that's what we i i want to focus on I'm hoping that we have a chance um, well, to-
2: rachel i uh, I've only got a couple of minutes here, but in the limited huh. time i have i I want to encourage people to find you and follow you. Uh, you're on Twitter, Conservative Mama. You're on YouTube, Conservative Mama. You're on online at conservativemama.com. Uh, but you're you're an unapologetic Trump supporter, and I, yeah. I have to ask because you just posted a video uh, about about this this um, the latest news with Donald Jr. And it appears that are you. Where do you stand on this? Because I, frankly, I have problems with what happened. Because if a foreign government is coming to me, even though yes, my initial reaction is I would love to know the dirt on my opponent, but I, I personally, I have problems with letting Russia come in, and and if, maybe it's just because I'm suspicious of everyone after 25 years of living in Manhattan, but uh, I get nervous. When we start allowing somebody that was so recently a big enemy, and I still think uh, uh, a, an opponent in our, world, uh, in our world position, I consider them not to be, a fr- they're more frenemies than friends. Uh, where do you stand on the Donald Trump Jr. thing? Do you think, are you okay with it or you think it's a problem or not?
3: Well, what's come up so far is that she had, uh, the woman that she met with, the lawyer, she had no ties to the Kremlin. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a, you know, this is a woman from a country that, yeah, we're not friends with them. We're not, they're not our besties. But at the same time, you know, I, I want to point out that Hillary was, me- you know, her group was meeting with Ukrainians. So it's kind of like, not, not to excuse like, oh, well, they're doing it, we're doing it. But when you are in campaigns, you do get... You do op, you do up research um, every single camp. I've been in part of several political campaigns sure. and we've always studied the opponent. You get what you can on them. Um, and I think and I'm, I'm not opposed to up op research because I think that the public needs to know what the candidate tries to hide. You know, I think that, you know, if, if we keep it all covered up in math, then we're not voting for the, the real deal. So get it out there, whatever it is. Um, well, and I'm, that, that I'm is all the, that's, for
2: transparency, but I, I can't endorse colluding with a foreign government, and that—that right. that to me is where I draw the line. Even Al Gore, when given the George Bush playbook, turned it over to the FBI. And you might not be old enough to remember that, but that's—that's yeah. that's something from my history that I remember. But I—I'm—I'm I'm just curious because I ask everybody about this. It's—I think this is a very personal decision. And I think this is one we'll we'll have to have more conversations on. Will you uh, Will you pledge to let us know when you've got another video up so we can keep in touch and and keep keep tabs on what you're up to?
3: Well, sure. The thing with thing with my videos is it'll just hit me. Um, sometimes I plan them out, and then sometimes like I'll be listening to something, or I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go right now, and so um, I, I shoot them during nap time.
2: <laughs> okay, well I understand. Uh, quiet quiet and and quick. It's it's almost nap time here, but I have to go because it's commercial time. uh, Yes, yes. I I appreciate you joining us. Her name is Conservative Mama. That's her ID. Her name is Rachel. And uh, we'll probably have you on again uh, soon, I hope. And until then, we'll be watching your videos. Thanks, Rachel. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. And we'll be right back on Pure Opelka.
0: You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka
2: I have to talk to Chris Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino, does the worst Mitch McConnell impression in the world. But then again, nobody cares about Mitch McConnell's impression. So you could you could just put, like, fistfuls of roast beef in your mouth and of in for a long, and you could be Mitch McConnell. I'm just saying. Ah, I wonder if Mitch McConnell has any aches and pains. I should send him a three-week quick-start pack for Relief Factor. He looks like he might be in pain. I'm just saying. He's not exactly uh, sprinting up and down the halls there in the Senate at the Capitol. Uh, just a reminder, relief factor. It's what I use. Uh, I, I, was, I was contemplating knee replacement surgery. And maybe it's because I know so many people who've had it done. I must have three or four friends who have had knee replacements in the last couple of years. And I said, why? What triggered it? And they said, oh, my knees were killing me. And I'm thinking, okay, my knees are killing me. Start talking to the doctors about, hey, what's it going to take? How much time am I going to need? How much better will I be at golf if I get it done? You know, the important things. And then Doc Thompson and uh, Brad Staggs go, no, 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 Try relief factor. I guarantee you, your pain is because of inflammation. And if the inflammation goes away, the pain will likely go away too. So I started taking Relief Factor back in uh, very early April. And uh, it it works for me. It started working on the eighth day. i take it at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The little packets are there. It's all natural. It's fish oil. It's turmeric. It's natural ingredients that make my body stop having inflammation around my knees and my hips and my lower back. And so I'm back out on the golf course. I'm back out in the garden. I'm back walking the dog. Go to relieffactor.com. Trust me. Go to relieffactor.com. Call them. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's Relief Factor. Feel better. We'll be right back.
0: Pure Opelka
1: with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.